the payroll guy, aka Pinker Schiff, aka co-founder of Friday, joins me today. When I first met Pincus, his background was very interesting to me, in part coming from special ed. And obviously anybody who can commit time to providing special education services clearly has a passion for the people that need those services and uh, those people overall. And it was very clear to me that Pincus has brought that same passion to that audience, to his customers of his new company that he co-founded Friday. Pincus, welcome to the show. Welcome, Dex. And uh it's a pleasure being here. Thank you. You are very welcome. Let's uh, let's catch people up on sort of what Friday is. Will you give us the quick sort of overview? Sure. So in 30 seconds, we call it the elevator pitch. Friday is a team management software. So we're trying to bridge the gap between employers and employees, time tracking, payroll, and the building a team and culture. That's great. And it's, it's specifically for small businesses. The focus on small businesses is great, right? I think that we share that passion. Um, we built Fireside for that same reason, small business owners. There's, there's a lot of them. So of course, it's a great addressable market. But also, they are people who often get overcharged, or quite frankly, screwed over sometimes by various service providers and software. So it's a really great, um, uh, it's a really great thing that you're you're doing and a good audience you're focused on. What was that sort of journey like for you? How have you arrived at this point of co-founder of, of Friday? I touched a little bit on special education, but I know you spent some time in a in a big payroll provider as well. Yeah. So I started in special ed. I was there for over a year. Um, my dream was actually always to become a psychiatrist, a therapist, a social worker. Um, then I got into sales. So I think it was a year and a half later and I had to make my decision. Either I'm going to college um, for the next couple of years to become a licensed therapist or whatever it is or joining the real world. And uh, I got this great opportunity, sales. Um, although a lot of people told me like, you were born with sales skills. I didn't look at my, I didn't look myself like as a salesperson, um, but I took the job. It took me two, three months like to make that decision. And then I was in, the, in sales for three, four years, selling payroll uh, for small, medium, and even large companies. And uh, I can say I'm in, uh, sales is my passion. I can uh, I can tell, and I think it is interesting. The people who make some of the best salespeople are the ones that don't feel like they're a salesperson, right? Because at the end of the day, as much as you and I are here trying to build, you know, great companies with great products and services, people buy people, and when they connect with you, and I've heard you talk about, you know, payroll to these audiences, and it's um, it's 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 just compelling. So I think often those people often make the best salespeople. Um, so you spent time in this payroll world. What did you find about how SMBs were getting treated that made you realize Friday was an opportunity? So the way I looked at it is the payroll industry is actually divided into there is uh, service companies and then technology SaaS products. And the difference is very simple. A product is where you do everything yourself with a great and easy product. And then services for people who are not interested in using a product, they want someone to do it for them. And the company I work for was a payroll service. And I always ask my clients, why are you choosing a service over a product, over a technology? And all had the same answer that it's too complicated. They don't have HR, an HR department. They don't have people that do payroll for them. Everything falls on them. And they're not interested in spending weeks or months learning a new product. And that was the aha moment for me saying, let me get a product that's really simple while solving another few problems, which is connecting a team People today work remotely. I mean, look at myself. 
we have people in Europe, we have people working from home remotely, we have people all over, what brings us together as a team? So with Friday, we're solving that problem too. So Friday is gonna be the place where you track hours, you pay the employees, you collaborate, um, you post about your team, um, basically connecting your team in one place. That's great. It is funny that payroll, I mean, it's it's as a it's as old as 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 businesses are as old. And it is still so awful. I have a deep, passionate hate for QuickBooks, for instance. I hate that tool. Absolutely hate that tool. And I once met oh six, seven, eight years ago, the product manager for QuickBooks. And I was sort of, it was an informal work lunch. And so I was sort of ribbing him a little bit that, you know, QuickBooks is not my favorite software to use. And he looked me dead in the eyes and he said, you're not my customer. He said, my customer is the CPAs, the bookkeepers, the payroll managers, the HR people. And if we made that tool too easy for you to use, you wouldn't employ my customers. And that to me was such a shocking thing to hear where they are purposefully, purposefully in his words, maybe QuickBooks overall don't share this opinion, but in his words, they don't want to make it a lot easier because they want to keep these other people in business. So there is clearly a big opportunity for what you're doing. Right. It's even more than that. The The problem always with building easy to use software is you want function too, you want features. And the more features you add, typically the more complicated it gets. So you have to have like a perfect balance. When you build for small businesses, for end users that are not like experts in payroll, or they're not CPAs or bookkeepers, you have to have the fine balance between having enough features and having a user-friendly uh, and easy to use platform. So I think there's a company called FreshBooks. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah. So that's exactly what they're solving. What When QuickBooks told you, um, you're not my client, FreshBooks will tell you, you are my client. Yeah. 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 It's limited. It doesn't have all that features and functions, um, but it's simple. That's a really great way to put it. FreshBooks, actually, we we built a company called Chango up in um, Toronto. It doesn't exist now. It was sold. Um, but FreshBooks were in our, in our building. We shared an investor. So watching them sort of through their early journey and find their audience was, was great. Um, going through that process then of you finding and, and joining your co-founders and, and you getting live with these customers now, um, it's a big daunting task to go from nothing to having a company with customers and software. What, what was that experience like for you? So I remember I asked one of my investors and I said, what is like business for you? You're, you have enough money to retire, um, to marry off your, whatever, whatever you need you have, why are you working? He said, it's a game. And I looked and I, I thought for a few minutes and then I'm like, I'm getting it. And I decided Friday is going to be a game to me. I can't operate out of fear and being desperate. So I take the journey one day at a time. And I can say it's when you look at it with that perspective, it's pretty easy. Yeah. Because there's no pressure. I do my best every single day. And uh, yeah, we finally got, I think the first 10 clients was the hardest to get. After the first client, we couldn't sign up another client for two or three months. There were so many bugs, so many issues. Um, it was just a beta. It, it was literally an MVP of an MVP. It was basic. It didn't have anything, but we decided we want to rather, instead of building a perfect product and then launching it to people, we want to build a product for people. So we'll rather have clients uh, building an MVP, taking on smaller companies, getting feedback and building it for our clientele and our market. 
Yeah, very, very smart way to do it. And on one of our first calls, I remember your uh, uh, your phone kept going off because you have this live built-in feature, right, where people can connect directly with you, your co-founders and the team. They need help, you're on it, and you have this crazy goal of, of getting back to them in a very short period of time. That Whatever sort of takes. Yeah, that product and experience-led approach is, is the smartest way to build. Thank you, I appreciate that. Um, you know, you go by the name the payroll guy. Um, it's a uh, it's a pretty compelling name. I'm curious, you know, what are the biggest hurdles, problems, frustrations that your audience of these these small business owners come across these days with with payroll matters? So I think they're in general, small businesses are underserviced market. Um, everyone likes to get the bigger clients, the big fish. And I remember even the first day I came into the office when I worked for the company. And I was like, I'm going to get these five massive clients and then retire. And then I realized um, everyone is looking for the bigger clients. They waste a lot of time on it. And, you know, from a certain perspective, it's easier to service a client that pays you $100,000 a year than $1,000 a year. I do get why most companies are looking for the big companies, but I realized the small business community is an underserved community. They want to be in a company where they feel like they are the target market. They're not just another client that the company doesn't care for them. So they want to be someone and they would always go on a call and say the same thing. They would say, I know I'm your smallest client, but can you do me a favor? I'm like, with Friday, this is like, you're not my, everyone is my smallest client. That's what we're looking for. That's the community we're trying to serve as small businesses. Yeah. Yeah. And I think your idea of starting with something like payroll and then growing out in some of those other things like community um, is, is right. So a lot of your customers, they turn up, I assume their knowledge, their sophistication level around payroll is, is pretty low, pretty minimal. So most of my customers, they know their line very, very well. This guy's one of the best carpenters I've ever met. One of the best bookkeepers, construction, electricians, they know their stuff, but payroll is not their business. And if they would, they would open a company like Friday, right? <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. So, so a lot. Yeah, so is, they don't know a lot. Are a lot of the questions then you're getting from your customers not just "Hey, how do I do this thing in Friday?" It really is "Hey, I've just hired this other employee in this state. What what does that mean?" Correct. So most of the time, people will call me actually, and they would say, "I need payroll. What does it mean to me?" Hmm. And then I'll just explain them the process, like what the company needs, how much it's going to cost them, what is required. And then sometimes you go into laws and then sometimes it gets like with difficult situations, part-timers, full-timers, employees versus independent contractors. There's a lot when it comes to payroll and people want clarity. And it's also a topic that everyone wants to stay safe with. So no one wants to mess up their payroll. It's like, if you mess it up, you hardly get out of it. So yeah. Well, and also by the sounds of it, your customers with a varied employee base like that probably also have a lot of low sophistication individuals when it comes to the topic of payroll themselves. So therefore, if their team and their employees are hitting them with questions, do you end up being sort of the place where those people come to to try and get answers for their own employees? I would do that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it's why you're the payroll it's guy. A, <laughs> it's hard because when you do it, you know it's not something that's scalable. So let's yeah. say, as of now, I'll be able for a Friday client, no matter the time, no matter whatever I do, I'll be able, I'll be available for them. But at some point, you know, your business is going to grow and not all of your customers will have your personal number, right? At a certain point, you have to grow. But I think as of now, the stage where I am, I'll do whatever I could 
And then at the next stage, I'll do whatever I could then. So we try to be the best always. Um, and also when we're building Friday, we take a lot of outside perspective. Uh, we actually have a third co-founder, um, Martin, and he is not from a payroll or team management and HR uh, background. He's basically involved in technology for the past seven or eight years, and he's the head of product. So when we build anything, we come from a payroll and HR perspective, and he challenges us from an outside perspective saying, I have no idea what this button means. And I'll give you a stupid example. Um, I'd say most of the payroll softwares out there have a button called run payroll. That's how they call it. And then my partner said, run payroll. Like, does a small business owner really understand what run payroll is? Maybe we can define it a little better. And they were like, pay team, process payroll. There's so much you can do to make it easier for people who are not in the payroll space. It's a great example. It's those little things that companies who take the time to understand that about their customer base are the ones that are successful because it becomes lower friction to use their uh, to use their tools. We touched briefly on a topic earlier that I want to come back to, this idea of back to the office, right? And and this functionality you're building called the hub that is sort of a way for people to connect. What are your thoughts right now about what's happening in the world and all of these companies trying to sort of force people back into a to a space what does this world look like now so it's pretty complicated from one end you have small business owners and they say i need my team otherwise i can't work from the other end you see employees that worked from home for three years and they'll say i was productive i worked like why do i have to travel every day so it's complicated personally on friday we have people in the office we have people working from home we have people in other countries as well um, I think every business is different. It's very hard to really say like whether it's right. I think there's no right or wrong. It's just every company has a different way of, uh, let's say if you're an electrician, you know that your employees have to be on site. They can't work from home. Sure. So every company has to decide wherever, if it's possible, how it's possible, what percentage of employees can work from home. But personally, I hate working from home. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. I'm more productive in the office. A previous interview I did was with a, a founder called Andrea Hoffer, and she works in the um, the recruitment space. And she made an interesting point, which is she's getting a feeling from her clients that a lot of her a lot of her clients' employees are saying they want to work from home, thinking work from home equals work life balance. And actually, of course, it often doesn't mean that. It very much depends on your home environment, and I think that's. I think that realization for a lot of people is going to change some of this immediate demand that's happening today where everybody wants to work from home. It's so true because when you work from an office, you know, when you go home, more or less you're done with work. While some people when they work from home, they just keep on juggling. They have 50 minutes of life, 50 minutes of work. Uh, it's complicated. So yeah, it makes a lot of sense. My wife and I struggle with that. I mean, you know, we founded Fireside, Hivecast, CastNet. And it's very hard. I'm sitting right now in my office in the house. And it is very hard to find to me. <laughs> <laughs> Joys of virtual backgrounds. Um, I know. It's hard to create that uh, that differentiation in your life, right? Because you just tend to continue the conversations. And then where do you ever get that sort of proper, proper break from? That's interesting. Correct. Um, it is hard, especially for me. I'm in sales and marketing. I mean, from a marketing perspective, it might be okay. But when you do sales, uh, most salespeople are not like very structured. It's not like we have five hours of work. It's a flexible job. And all, your job is technically just to get clients. 
And when you're at home and you don't, it's not like you have exactly what to do. So you can have an hour of cold calls or reaching out to people, but if you're not in a structure, sometimes you just, you just get lost. So yeah, for salespeople, it's very hard. I'll rather work from my car though. <laughs> from your car? Like, yeah. That's like the salesperson's office. That's what it is. Right. Right. That's funny. Um, the last topic I wanted to touch on was this idea of personal branding. You have done one of the best jobs I've seen online about becoming branded as an individual rather than just Friday being branded. Um, and, and in your case, you've gone down this path of being the payroll guy and you rank incredibly well for it, etc. Uh, tell us a little bit about your thoughts on a founder like you investing time into their personal brand. So I think building a company brand, in a certain way, it's easier. Um, but building a personal brand, first of all, it's not dependent on a company. It's yours. You keep it. Um, there's a guy called uh, Mark Horowitz, and I listened to one of his podcasts like a long time ago. And he was talking about, I think it's called personal, not personal value, uh, self-worth. So okay. there's net worth and self-worth. And... I love the concept because, you know, Bill Gates, no matter if he loses all his money and his company and whatever he has, he's still going to get a better job than me and you, right? Um, he has a self-worth that's besides the money that he has. Same with Elon Musk or Larry Page, whatever it is. Yeah. They build themselves up. And I think Elon Musk is one of the great examples. Um, I think he is more of a marketer than people think than an inventor. As Steve Jobs was way better inventor than marketer. I think people look at Steve Jobs as the perfect marketer. Elon Musk is the perfect, like the next level inventor. And I think Elon Musk is way more in branding and in marketing. He built himself up. He's, he's king on Twitter, right? He's like one of the most respected yeah. people. And Steve Jobs was a great inventor. So I think personal branding is important, especially if you're in sales. You don't know whether the company you work for is going to close. Um, if the product's still going to be around in 10 years, we don't know. But when you build your personal brand, people will realize that you're a value. You provide value to people and you're an expert in whatever you do. Um, it stays with you. So I put a lot and I never talk about Friday, actually. You'll never find a video of me talking about Friday besides the one that I launched Friday. I'll never talk about my product or about my services. All I say is this is what I did. This is what, this is what worked. It doesn't work for me or sales tips in general. And uh, yeah, I think people appreciate it. Rather than getting getting just bored, um, seeing people promoting themselves every single day, saying the same thing, like, I do this, I do this, I do this. At some point, you're like, I know. <laughs> right. You just unfollow. I think that's why you not seeing yourself as a salesperson originally, right, is, is probably why this has worked for you so well. Because... Of course, it means you weren't out there shouting about the product all the time and you were just providing value, right? And if you provide value as an individual, people are going to more likely sign up for what you have because you've already built up a lot of that trust that is part of the natural sales process anyway. Um, but also it's going to open new doors for you. I mean, you're going to get invited to do things, be a part of things because of your your personal brand. And I, I also actually really like that term self-worth. That's an interesting one. Yeah, it's it's you. In the end of the game, it's you. And I think the same thing about when it comes to sales in general. When you realize there's one thing before business, that's people. Everything you do in business boils down to people. So the more value you provide to people, the more of an asset you are to people, the more likely you are to get business. 
but I can't say you should give because you get, because it's not where you give, that's where you get. It's a general rule. Like the more you give, the more you get, it just works. Yeah. And I can say when it came, especially in the beginning of COVID, there were so many government programs, laws, and I was constantly busy updating. And it's not even my clients, like people who use different companies and they would call me with their problems. <laughs> I have a good friend that I remember the old company, he didn't like that company. So he went to someone else. But whenever he had an issue, he used to call me. And I told him, with the next company you own, you come to me for service and you call that guy <laughs> with the questions. <laughs> but at the end of the game, I didn't mind it because it just showed me that I am the person when, when people need value and they have questions, they come to me. So in the end of the game, the long run, it's going to work out anyway. So, yeah, that's great. Um, alrighty. So you can find the payroll guy, uh, Pincus at fridayapp.com. Um, Pincus, it has been a real pleasure to, uh, to meet you, get to talk to you and, and have this conversation. Um, best of luck with, with Friday and, uh, and with being the payroll guy. <laughs> Thank you, Dax. And uh, it was a pleasure being here.